This is You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm your host, Christine Barr, and this podcast is all about women you gotta meet. And this season five, we're going to be talking about significant others. And I just want you to know that this is going to be a little bit different from all of our other seasons because we're not going to really have any guests. It's just me and you, girl. We're going to be doing this. We got it. So I guess this season is let's meet the inner you. (laughs) Let's meet her. You know, I I don't know if I should change it or I kind of like you got to meet her. Um, I think it just kind of goes with our vibe. We we have energy here, y'all. But I want you to know that everyone is welcome. We're going to be talking about significant others, divorce, marriage, um, children, how you work with dating, and how do you work with co-parenting. We're going to be talking about it all this season, just you and me right here, and I am so excited. This is one of those times where I feel like we're going to have a boom. We're going to touch people in a different way and they're going to be shorter they're going to be sweeter they're going to be informational if you have any topics that you want to talk about please reach out i'm here for you girl we i will do my research i will bring all the all the jam we're gonna get all the jam you know it, it it's gonna be jiggly in here i don't know i don't know where that came from but this is season five you also know that we have our align her coaching podcast that is coming out as well while this is rolling so you're gonna get two episodes from align her and from you gotta meet her podcast coming together to help you for you to listen for you to grow and we're gonna make it happen all right let's get started Welcome back to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm your host, Christine Barr, and I hope you are having a great day. It has been, whew, I mean, things have changed, haven't they? And I know that we've been talking about significant others. That's the theme for this season, along paired with the Align Her Coaching podcast, which you can see it on YouTube, along with listening to it on my podcast, Dual and dual launching with me and my partner, Darcy Elizabeth. But with that, I wanted to start pairing it with open conversations with you. I was thinking about getting guests and bringing them in and let's talk and how have you gotten through all of your, you know, your significant other information. And I found out that it was really hard for people to have those conversations on an open platform. But I also feel like those conversations still need to be had. And maybe this is a subject that is a little more closed door. You know what I'm talking about? Sex life, it's easy when we're talking girl to girl and we're not saying necessarily our husband or the relationship we're in now or even divorce or things like that. Um, or dating after a divorce. (laughs) Woo, that's intense. So I thought to get around through that hard conversation, maybe I should just be here with you. And maybe we can talk to each other about this. And I find that that might be a little bit more um, appealing (laughs) and a little bit easier 
for the listener, but also for not having guests. So they're not feeling like they have to be to that level of vulnerability. Being that said, I wanted to kick off this conversation with divorce. I know I've kind of already prepped you up for it, but let's talk about divorce and what it looks like. So I have been divorced, right? I have split up. I was separated for many years, then got divorced um, and was actually with my now husband um, before my divorce was final. And I guess now that I'm kind of telling you this, this could be a very sensitive subject, especially if you're going through it right now and you're like, I don't know if I can talk about that. Also, there's those things called, um, oh yeah, lawyers. (laughs) If you're a lawyer, I'm not hating. I love what you do. I watch you on YouTube all the time. If you know me, I'm here for all of the court TV, (laughs) true crime at its truest, right? But I really want to talk about divorce and how it affects you as a woman and what the science says behind it along with how the process goes. Now, I am not a lawyer, nor am I an advocate for uh, divorce at all times, but I will go off of my own experience. And um, if you know me, I did some research. So I have talked to other people about what they went through, and I'm going to try to weave those in together so that you can get a clear picture. And I hope that this kind of guides you through your next steps. If you're contemplating them, um, you know, getting a separation or things like that, or if it's already happened and you already just got it finalized and how you should feel after. Let's even talk about the children, right? What about the children? That's a Simpsons, right? I think so. That's a Simpsons um, touch on that. Um, But I, I will say this. I was married in, oh, oh, before I go through that, I normally do not talk about my ex-husband because, and if you've listened to the podcast for a while, my biggest fear is that my son, which is from my previous marriage, hears me saying something about his father and he bases his conclusions off of my, you know, my experience with his father. Now, my son just turned 12, so he definitely sees things without me having to say it, but I will not badmouth my ex-husband on a public forum. You want to get a glass of wine or a margarita girl, and we can talk about it, but I just don't feel like this is a platform, and which brings me back to what I started with of it. it's hard to talk about these things in on a public forum. So, Let's go back Um, or let's move forward. So yes, I was previously married um, and I got married in 2009 and um, I end up leaving in 2013. And it was um, one of those things that people outside of the relationship do not understand. If you are going through a divorce right now, I do not understand what you went through. I don't understand what is the basis of it. All I can do is empathize and also find that common ground, which is our podcast, right? It's always about finding common ground on the emotions you can feel. Let's talk about that first. 
when we see these things as children, we see it as mommy and daddy don't love each other anymore, or they should have did it a long time ago, or the stability. And it's not always that. Sometimes it's one person is really hurt and they can't come back from it, right? Or it could be both of you, you and your significant other that you're trying to separate or divorce from are not in a space where you can continue. And that is okay. That is okay. You will be okay. Life will go on. The biggest things that we see, you know, they say 50% of marriages end in divorce, but 50 of them also work, right? 50% of them also can work. And that 50% that does work doesn't mean that divorce was never on the table. It just means that they were able to work through it. It can get ugly. It can be demeaning. But let's look at the perspective of where we're coming from. When it comes to divorce, one or both parties are agreeing that they do not want to, you know, legally be in a relationship or tied to this person. Before you get to that step, though, I would, I would definitely invite you, if you're contemplating it or you're going through it right now, find you a support team. Before any of it. And me personally, I don't suggest it to be family um, because sometimes family is supportive, but they're also opinionated. (laughs) I done told you he needed to go. He wasn't supposed to be here. She's a piece of shit. I can't believe she would do that to my baby, right? That's sometimes how we hear our parents or, you know, sisters and siblings, and they get protective of you. And it's coming out of a place of love, but sometimes that's not all we need. Sometimes we just need a couch to cry on, not even a shoulder. Sometimes we need someone to come over and take the kids. Sometimes we just need someone to say, hey, this worked for me. See if that is something that helps for you. That emotional part is very important. So get yourself a team. That's step one. And that can have family members in it, but just make sure they're logical. Can they separate you being a family member, a sibling, a child to what is logically happening? The second thing that I would say was very, very helpful for me is getting a lawyer that has a heart of a teacher. We all want that bulldog, you know, lawyer that's going to get you what you deserve and all those other things, but make sure they have a heart of a teacher. And the reason why I say this is because sometimes, especially as women, and I know that I might get some, you know, some pushback on this, but women that have not been in the workplace feel like they do not have a leg to stand on, nor have they been in a position where the emails are coming in that are outside of school or, you know, things like that. Or there's documents that you have to sign. There's legal jargon that you might not understand. There's hearings. There's mediation. There's how are we going to split this? Make sure that your lawyer and the paralegals, their team that is working for you, 
can teach you what you need to know in order for you to make great decisions. What is the difference between, you know, um, full-time, part-time, 50-50, conservatorship, full rights, and what do those things mean and what does that mean to you? Child support, what does that look like? Insurance, what does that look like? I know that I'm throwing a lot at you, but when you have a lawyer that can sit down or they have a team that can sit down and be like, this is what it looks like in our state. This is what you need to do. This is how you should behave. These are the things that will look good in front of a judge and they can sit down and explain to you and you fully understand what is going on. There is nothing better than that in your lawyer. Now, if they're a bulldog and they're going to fight for you, even better, right? That's their job. But some of them are a little bit more lenient than others. But make sure that they have a heart of a teacher to be able to bring you up to speed and meet you where you are so that you can not only make informed decisions, but that you can set yourself up on the other side of the separation or divorce for you to be able to survive. Okay? survive. You're in survival mode right now. And it's hard. I get it. Are they going to come after this? I don't have this. How am I going to pay for it? What's going to happen if I want a weekend off? All those things are going to be running through your mind. But just know a heart of a teacher, a lawyer, and their team is going to be one of the best things that you can do through this process. The third thing will be the children. I know I should have put that first and second, but trust me, the children will be okay. There's many books out there on divorced children and how they get through this and the ages that it does affect them. Um, In my research from this, ages 2 to 12 are the hardest years to get a divorce or a child to go through divorce. We know from listening in our past episodes that between the ages of zero to eight is when children make their final, like eight years old is like their final decisions on how they see the world. That is that is when they start building all of their like, oh, money's good, money's bad. Um, women are cheaters or men are abusive or, um, you know, clowns are all crazy. Whatever it may be, by the time that they are eight, some say seven, I'll give them the grace of eight because some, you know, develop a little bit differently. They already have their views on the world. So, When you come in with your children and explain to them that this is the next step that's going to happen, know that they already have their views on the world and now you're coming in and you're changing things just a bit, right? You're changing their life along with yours. The thing about kids though is that they're adoptable. I know it says, it, I feel like sometimes this can be taken as, don't worry about the kids, they'll be fine. That, that's essentially what I'm saying, but it's going to be a long road to get through that. And I suggest and I invite you to find a support system along with your child. Now, in the 90s when I was growing up, early 90s through mid-2000s, divorce was very um, kind of, how do you say, 
um, it was a taboo or people really didn't do it or you didn't want to talk about it. It was looked down on, but it was happening. And we were like, oh, that kid, his parents are divorced. That's why he acts like that, right? Like that was the stigma. But now that we're coming into the, you know, the 20s, oh, which hurts my heart to even say, like, oh. I can't believe I lived that long. Um, now that we're coming in the 20s, it's a little bit more like, okay, divorce kids will be fine. They are going to have some issues, but that's all depending on you and your the other parent when you're starting to co-parent. When they see flexibility within you two and how you're working and how you're co-parenting, that will give that child stability. And that is what children need. They need boundaries and stability. So yes, it might be, oh, I'm living at this house and I'm living at this house or every other weekend or I don't see one of my parents as much as I used to. Yes, that's going to be hard and that's going to be a hard journey for them. But the only thing that they need is stability and boundaries. Now, I will say to the age of the child, please explain to them at a, you know, at a appropriate age, appropriate, yeah, the age appropriate definition of what's happening. They need to know something. We, and I, my, my favorite was like, mommy and daddy still love you, right? Or this doesn't mean we love you any less. It's just that whatever you have to do in order for them to feel like the love is still there. Now let's talk about the science behind that and what it can do to a child. One of the many things is, is when you start bad-mouthing the other parent at the age of three, okay, listen to this, at the age of three, a child has already put together in their head that they know without anyone telling them that they are part of their father and they're part of their mother. So if your husband is saying, hey, your mom's a whore and then she cheated and that's why we got divorced and, and or your dad is this and this and this and he's a liar. And if you put all these labels on their father, a child as early as three will start putting those labels on themselves. So if my daddy is a cheater and I'm part of my daddy, does that make me a cheater? Mm. You never said that your child was a cheater. You never said that your child was a liar. You never said that your child doesn't listen and doesn't respect women and all those things. You never said that. But if you say those things around your child, your child will then absorb that and carry the burden of the other parent with on, them, on themselves without you having to say anything. I want that to sink in for just a moment. They will hold that on themselves without you having to put that on them because at the age of three, they can deduct that they are part of one of their parents or both of their parents. So all that to say, be careful what you say around your children. Now, if it's abusive relationship and you do have to leave and things like that, my, my go-to line for my son was, we love you. And the best way that we can love you is not being together. The best way for my son's father 
to love him is to be where he is right now. The best way for me to love my son is for me to be where I am right now. If you want the best part of my love, this is what I can do for you. We're doing this for you. I bet you have so many questions on how to feel and go and get through this. But let's also look at the legal part of it. Many people, I don't know if you watch this show, it's called Marrying Millions. It's trash TV, you know, super, what what do they call them? Reality TV show, right? Marrying Millions. And it's like, they asked for a prenup. The guy asked for a prenup or the family is like, we don't support this because they're like billionaires, right? And they're like, unless you get a prenup. And the woman's like, oh my God, no. Let me tell you something. A prenup is your rules. A divorce is the state's rules. That is the difference between the two. When you get married, it is a contract that both of you are signing. You have your witnesses, you you know, you get your ordained minister, all those great things. But it is a contract. When you are getting divorced, whoever files on that paper of your divorce, it will look like suing. It will say you're suing someone. It is now legal, right? It's all going through the system. If you do not have a prenup, you are already opted in to the state's laws and what the state says. If you have a prenup, then you go off of agreed things that you and your significant other agreed to before getting married. So it's like making your own contract that you don't necessarily have to go through the state. So, and this is like, if you don't even have like money, like this isn't necessarily you have, you know, oh, I have a billion dollars and I don't want her to get it if she cheats or she has to stay with me for five years or whatever. You can put whatever you want in there. So that is your stock options. This can be your um your 401k this can be your cars this can be your homes this can be rental this could even be you know stuff in your house this can be um what's the other one that i saw um oh gosh inheritance things like that can all go into your prenup and then you will go off of your prenup and necessarily not the state's divorce things right so then I'm not saying you're going to get divorced if you are married. All I'm saying is, is that it gives you, I know what will happen. And I feel like that's a little bit more freeing. I know that a prenup for me would work because I've already seen what it looks like on the other side. And you're kind of just at the mercy of the other person and the judge, right? How hard can you fight? And get that all out the way. And then you have your prenup there. So if you know someone that's about to get married and if they have money or not or whatever they're doing, you can even put what happens to the kids, how much the kids get in there. Child support is part of it along with legal. I really wanted to stress this. Make sure that you are there. If they see that you can take out time for you and you are taking this seriously, it makes it easier. 
You can also do it for yourself. I know those that do not have kids, it's a lot easier if you do have kids. Like for me, I had two children from two baby daddies. I hate saying it that way. I don't, I am not embarrassed to say that at all. Um, my son's from my previous marriage and my daughter is from my, my husband now. I had to get a DNA test for my daughter to prove that she was my now husband's instead of because if not the court in texas was going to hit my ex-husband with child support for two kids because i was legally still married when i gave birth to my daughter so it can be a big big cluster if you don't look at the legal part of it well thank you for listening i hope this was helpful if you know someone that is going through divorce or they're thinking about things, um, your separation, or how to get through something. I hope that this could be shared to them. I know this is a different type of episode than we normally do in the last four seasons, um, but I really wanted to make sure that I am hitting points. Um, I'm actually talking to women that are doing things with their significant others to make sure that I'm giving you current and fun and interesting information to move forward. If you have a topic that you're like, hey, let's talk about this, what's going on with this in our marriage, I would love to do a subject on that and then kind of do like a little poll within my community and find out information and then do an episode on that. Um, Again, my name is Christine Barr and you are listening to You Gotta Meet Her podcast and I cannot wait to see you on the next one. Bye.